Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblical Escapes and Destruction. Today, I brought the great pleasure of being joined by photographer Roy Fraser. Good evening, Roy. Good evening, Ewan. You doing well? I'm very well, yes, thank you. Thank you very much for asking me on to your podcast. No, absolutely my pleasure. Looking forward to it. So far, uh, for those of you who don't know, I've come across Roy's work. I've got a couple of his uh, books and zines that he sent me, but I know he's produced several more, so we'll get on to talking them about them in the future in a bit. But before we get started, Roy, it'd be great if you could give us an introduction to your, your photographic journey and background. Yeah, sure. Um, I've been in uh, a photographer now for quite a while. Next month is my uh, 50th year of being a professional photographer, so I've got quite a few sort of stages of development and I first um, first came across photography at school. I was watching a rugby match, and uh, on the touchline, there was a, a young lad with a camera, and it just so piqued my interest that that was it. That was the moment. So from school, I went. Um, I left school, went to college um, at Bournemouth. They have a quite a good uh, photography school in Bournemouth back in uh, the black and white days. Yep. And. Um, I was on the course, and it actually was a fashion course, not anything that really interested me. That's what it was. So I, um, I skipped out of it after a year because um, being a, a student, you didn't have much money. And basically, when you're on a course, you're supposed to take photographs with film. You're supposed yep. to develop film onto paper. But, of course, you couldn't afford film or paper. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was a very strange environment. So I'm... I basically then went to our local football club, which is Bournemouth, and um, I, I said I was a student and I, I got myself a job on, on the, as a photography magazine. They were in League One, so they were a proper, proper team. Yes, yep. Um, shooting sports photography with a, a, a Mamiya 645, which, with a 90mm lens, which is obviously the choice camera and lens for sports photography, not. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> so you learn an awful lot from that and yeah. um, after that I moved um, I quite like the idea of you know being sports photographer so I actually applied to be a press photographer um, went up to a, a regional newspaper group um, they didn't actually use me as a sports photographer they used me as a press photographer you know s- stories and stuff which rather yeah. upset me but that actually was the turning point for me um, for what I'm doing now, because okay. a, a press photographer um, has to get into a situation, see the story, see the picture that tells the story, and get out. Yes. So that sort of t- training, I was a press photographer for about five years, um, and you, all the various circumstances you come across, you know, so I was able to go into a, a, a handshake picture or, or, or whatever it was, and you have to suss it out, get the picture. Um, then after that, as a press photographer, it, I went to do a presentation at a school. And the uh, headmaster thought I was the school photographer coming in a bit late. And I said, no, I've come to take a picture of, you know, whoever, it, whatever it was on, on this event. And this is quite a, um, a major American school. Um, so quite a well-to-do school. Okay, in, yeah. And... Uh, so I thought to myself, me being a typical you know, entrepreneur in the making, I thought, well, I can do that. So I said, yeah, I'll do the school photography. Um, and before I knew it, um, I was involved in school photography, which is what our business is currently today. Excellent. It's still going. And that very first school is still with us. 
So um, then, uh, so as the photography business is carrying on, it works perfectly fine. I've got my sons working in it. <laughs> so the last three or four years, I started going into into um, landscape photography. Yeah. I forgot to mention, actually, when I first started out in press photography, it was all black and white. So now back into landscape photography, I'm black and white. Yeah. And square because I was on uh, square cameras at the in the in the, in the, in the press. Yeah. They didn't they didn't give us 35 mil until um, the very last year I was there. Which, um, you know, the first time I ever saw a Nikon was, you know, but up to then it was all the Mamiya 645. So, <laughs> so bit of a heavy beast to take out on, on jobs. Yeah. So and for the last uh, four years or so, I've been wandering around landscapes all over the place, really. Yeah, sounds sounds like a fascinating uh, fascinating background, and particularly shooting. Uh, yeah, your big moment. Yeah, the six four five in sports. It's a uh, you'd certainly learn a lot of few experiences uh, doing that. I would imagine, but uh, but you you learn about it. You 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 always pick up things, and you you learn and you adapt, and you you remember all these things going forward into your your recent work, and now the work that you're doing again. Absolutely. I mean, the thing with the uh the Mamiya's, you had film that had 12 exposures or 20, yeah. 24. So you basically were always holding back one exposure. <laughs> just in, you know, and in a sports thing, you, you then had to change a film. But obviously now, the digital, um, you know, I did actually shoot, I did have a 5.4, in the business, we had a 5.4 and a 10.8 plate camera to shoot the school group photographs on. So I did take a 10.8 out to Yorkshire once. And, uh, oh, it's one of those experiences when I look at some photographers who shoot in 10.8 and they go up mountains and whatever they do, hats off to them, I tell you, because, yeah. you know, that's a different that's a different world, that is. Absolutely. And, yeah, so the last few years you've been shooting certainly a lot of black and white landscape photography, as you see, square format, and I know you've produced several books and you, your recent zine book is Valencia as well. I've got uh, Harris as well, and I think you've done some on is it Hokkaido and probably down your local area and, and Cornwall and Dorset Devon area as well. And um, so obviously you 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 enjoy doing them, and I, I think it's wonderful. So wait, what really gives you the inspiration and ideas to to put your work into book form? Well, I've I've, I've been to yeah those obviously locations Devon, Cornwall, and um, um, Dorset. Yeah. And it was a case of getting iconic pictures from various you know, towns along the Dorset coast or whatever. But it wasn't until I went to Hokkaido in um, January 2020 yep. that I thought, there's too many iconic pictures going on here. You know, yes. I mean, everywhere you looked, it was a picture. Yeah. Um, and I thought the only way to tell the story was probably in a book form. And, um, but, I mean, you're used to this, but I... It, book form for me it was like I had no idea didn't know nothing about sequencing yeah. papers anything so my Hokkaido book is like um well it, it it works for me still but I'm thinking if a purist looked at it they might think uh, oh dear 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 why is that picture with that one and um but, but you, you only learn from these experiences and and after you've done your Hokkaido and then you brought out Harris and Valencia Everyone always learns from one book to another. I always remember when I was when I spoke to Bruce Percy and Darren, who does all the design work, and they've done five or six books together now. And 
every time they say you you learn something new that you then take forward into the next book into the next project and publication and i think that's the same for all of us it's you you look back and you've captured a moment in time as a point as a point in history effectively but you learn and you take it forward and i think as you say Hokkaido it, it presents a great opportunity because it, you're bringing in the iconic shots and the not and the non-iconic shots and it's it's getting them to work well and coherently together. I know. I think now I've learned a little bit more, not much. That's why I really am really keen on Indioscapes and the, the the support and the, the the dialogue that goes on about making books. Um, yeah. And I just can't I just can't get my head around the various options. Um, and I bought a book last week which I'm is part of my set to show you and I'm looking at it thinking that is incredible how that person has thought this through the whole technical bits on it the pictures you know I mean at the end of the day the pictures are the pictures but the presentation and everything else I thought yeah it's great and I'm thinking maybe I've got to now start thinking about presenting the books differently yeah but, okay, but I, was, I was a bit unsure as to the value that these things make in in a purchase by a person. I think I mentioned it before on on the um, yeah. on the, uh, the Slack group. Yeah. yeah, but um, it's like my idea of you know you have a brilliant bit of paper or a picture in a frame, and you choose the paint the picture of the paper, but it goes behind glass. You know, and I'm thinking, well, that diffuses all sorts of things. And what about a book? You know, does it make a big difference? when it's presented in different ways. And I'm now being sold on seeing this, this book. I'm thinking yeah. the first one I've seen, which is like a bespoke book, you know, proper yeah. art, artisan book. And I'm thinking, my goodness me, where do you go from here? You know? Well, that, that's it. To be honest, there's, there's some books that I have and I really like the work. I like the work a lot, otherwise I wouldn't have bought it. But for me, actually, the, the whole construction of it is, is beautifully done as well. And, and I think for me, books... Are, are, they're a piece of art in themselves um, and you, I look at some of the books I've got and the, the fine papers that people have produced or chosen for them they all make a difference and it's all the, it's the small attention to detail that I think separates or it's what you remember about books and I know I've certainly got one Xenoblake book um, but the paper choices are so very different that I can immediately always remember it it's Ida by Andrew Youngson and it's not a, I don't think it was a huge print run or anything like that. Um, and it's a very simple concept in terms of the, the images, but the, the attention to detail in terms of just the paper choices and the way it's been constructed, um, it really sets it apart from, from so many other things. But I suppose going, going back going back to your books, they seem to be very much project-based. Would that be, it's obviously you've done Hokkaido, Harris and, and Valencia. Now, is that how you like to, to present your work as opposed to a wider compilation or picking a specific theme? Yeah, I think uh, because I, I just find so many images in the landscape, I yeah. don't know whether that's good or bad. Um, it's an example today when I was out this morning, you know, I'm, I'm seeing new, new sort of compositions in an old place I've been to, you know, I go probably once a month, you yes. know, and, I'm, and I think to myself, how do you present it? Um, and I now find it easier to go out. I mean, on the Dorset coast, for instance, you go down to, let's say, Lyme Regis, I mean, there's the obvious one down at Nine Regis, which is the cob. But, you know, if you explore a bit more to make a bit more of a context than a, a story, a narrative on Nine Regis, it gives you more purpose, I think. 
yeah, and it gives absolutely. you more opportunities. Um, you can still take them all as iconic, give them yeah. that mindset, but it's the presentation because what am I going to do with all those pictures? You yeah. know, and I think that book presentation, and that's why I've done this very first zine, which is the Valencia one. Yes. As a test, really, <laughs> because I, I wasn't sure what a zine is or I've never, <laughs> never seen one. So I just put one out um, and it's pictures. And then I'm listening to Bibliescapes and I'm going, wow, it's, uh, you should have some narrative in there. I know you like a bit of storytelling within the, the books. People, some people don't. And it's, it's yeah. figuring out what, what I want and what I want to present at the end of the day. I, I absolutely. I fundamentally agree with you. It's, uh, what it's, it's got to be how you want and how you think that your body of work should be presented with text, without text. I really like your, I really like the zine format and I think it works well for, I think the zine format is a great format. It, it enables really cost-effective ways of producing, producing work. They don't need to have 50 or 60 images. You can have 10, 50, or 10, 12, 16 pages. So they don't need to be huge huge bodies of work either but they they can be still just as effective and just and, and just as enjoyable and i've got huge numbers of zines as you can see up on the bookshelf behind me that uh, that I, I i take great pleasure and some of them are from subjects and and locations that i've got a connection with with my childhood or whatever and you would never be able to get that work in a book because there's no demand for it but for a small run zine with 16 20 pages they work really, really well, and I'm, I'm a huge fan of them, and it allows people to get their work out there as well. Yeah, I think it's a case of figuring out how do I present a scene, you know, yeah. because I, I, I got some very helpful advice from yourself and, and others about, you know, how many pages, the size, and all this sort of thing, but, and it, it, it comes back down to a scene, does it have the same issues like paper choice and, and not, you know, because again, I found it difficult to present an image on say social media of a book to show the textures or the or all yeah. that part and I was just wondering whether if you make a book I suppose in a way you make it for yourself and others have to like it or not like it so you could test some papers out but again luckily with um, the people I use you can you can test papers out yeah. but it, it, there's so many aren't there there's so many I don't you know yeah I, I think there are so many um... I always am of a very much of a view, find something and try and stick with it that works. You will not get one that works for everything. And particularly in a book, you're not going to get a paper that works for all images. So um, I, always th I always think a consistent approach to what you're doing in terms of once you find a paper choice that internal that for the inside pages that generally works with your the vast majority of your images, I would always personally be inclined to, to stick with that. And some will look better, some you, you might have to you might struggle a bit more with, but I think it gives more of a consistent feel to a, a, a whole series of zines that you might produce in different locations or a whole series of books that you might produce in different locations. And as you say, it's it's a total minefield because there, there are so many options, combinations, different weights, heavier weight, lighter weight, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah, I'm glad you said that about consistency. It's like a branding, I suppose. Yeah. And I think that's how I would like to present yeah. zines. Um, I think they are totally different to, to books. Definitely. Um, and where you can make a, an effort. I mean, some of the books I've bought, I've got, I've got 
I, I hear you all the time about your bookshelf. I didn't realise it's not a bookshelf, it's a wall, isn't it? Really? it pre pretty much is a wall of books, yes. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a wee coffee table here. Yeah. Oh, a few on. I mean, I must have, a, I don't know, 30 or something books. Um, and they're all actually paper-wise. Um, I'm feeling some now. Paper-wise, they don't seem to be particularly special, special. Um, so maybe, you know, the covers, sometimes the cover makes makes a difference and things like that. Yeah, but ultimately, it's the picture, isn't it? Because it's like with Hokkaido, when you've got a lot of white, probably the paper's very important in a minimalist side, maybe more than saturated colour, landscapes, seascapes or whatever. You know? Yeah. So this is what I'm hoping to learn from all the uh, the great people that, you know, come on this show and, and, and you know... Yeah. Every, everyone's got everyone's always got their 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 view and the way they like to do things and as you say you talk about consistency I, I think there's a great thing to have a consistent feel to to work that you're the work that you're putting out and um that i think it just adds to adds to the attention to detail that someone who's collecting your work picking up your zines picking up your books they they know they begin to know the product type of what they're going to get and i think it's just as important as a as a print um You've got different paper types, and some images work better than others than than not. And it's a it can be a challenge. Sometimes you do a print run, a short print run, and it does work or it doesn't work. Um, but it, it's all part of the challenge. And and do you, do you find zines and books for yourself allow you to present your work in in the narrative and the story that you want to do? Well, I suppose I'm early in this uh, in this journey, really. I mean, the Hokkaido and um, and Harris books um, are what they are. <clears throat> and the zine is a beginning. Yep. I think the next book will be possibly where I'm gonna be going. I mean, I've learned so much in the last month that I really want to put out another zine that maybe begins the journey. Yes, The, right. the Valencia one was a start. It's just basically, I suppose, get understanding the printing process, the editing process and the rest of it. I mean, I was very naive on my books. I mean, I got a book from someone, I can't remember who it was. And I, I emailed them back and said, do you know there's a blank page in this? It's not being printed on. I didn't realize that you're supposed to allow space in books, you know, yeah. for people to breathe and things like that. You know, so you, you're learning things all the time. And then I was learning, reading someone else who talks about typefaces and yes. spacings and you know, it, it just goes on and on, doesn't it? You know, what, what's possible and, you know, yeah. what you can and can't do. Yeah, um, and, and, and so much of it comes down to personal preference as well. And you, you, you learn, I, I think you pick things up from looking through other people's work in terms of look through a really well-published book, maybe not necessarily your personal choice of work, but something that has clearly been given a lot of time and attention into the way the images are laid out which ones double spreads, which ones are just single spreads, and how, how it's how it's spaced out, how the how the pages are set on how the images are set on the page in terms of space to breathe, how the typography, the minimal typography, and, and all those things and you you begin to pick up right okay, that one works, that one doesn't work. It also comes down to personal preference, but you kind of just build up a bit of experience, but then the best experience is actually going through the process yourself and seeing right, this is what I've come out with, what do I like, what don't I like, and what would I change in the next one? Because you'll always end up progressing and, and making changes. Yeah, it was, it was interesting on a couple of the articles that people are, 
were dismayed that the people helping them to edit edited out what they thought were their iconic great pictures <coughs> because they didn't fit the set which which got me thinking to fact makes me even more focused when i go now to shoot the next zine and tell a story because the pictures have all got to be of equal quality importance as against you know just snapping or just picking a couple which is great it's a great challenge really to make sure that they all and maybe have to think before i go that the book starts here and i need to i need to shoot a sequence you know it's, it's a different different concept uh, which is great when you've been in the landscape doing what you've been doing for say three or four years to go out with a more focused approach yeah absolutely sequencing a huge challenge i think you could give the same same 10 images to 100 photographers and you'll come back with as many different possible combinations as as you could possibly imagine because people see things differently in terms of how the images flow um but yeah it's like i know i've talked with other guests and talked on the the book club events and stuff like that one of the biggest challenges i think people have is is being able to throw away the their favorite image from a sequence which just doesn't it, it doesn't work in the set and yet equally you can have images that you you wouldn't necessarily put up on your wall, but they just add so much to the sequence in terms of taking you from one stage to another. And it, it, it's, part, it's part of the challenge. And <coughs> I always find it enjoyable. I always print my work out in small, wee contact, yeah. hard type things, lay them down. And you, just, and you, just move, you can move them around every time you walk past. And then the wife comes along and moves them around as well. Because again, people, people see things differently, particularly when they're coming at it with a fresh set of eyes. They've not had an emotional connection to the images. Um, and I, I find it's far more enjoyable for me personally when I'm shooting with sets of work in mind or particular themes as opposed to going out thinking, I want to get one big, beautiful vista. I'm, I'd be more interested in coming back with three or four nice shots that work together. That does, that does more for me personally. Yeah, I did the thing with uh, Harris. I printed out all the pictures and then I cut them down because I thought in terms of, you know, I'll get them down to like 50 or something. And I put them out. And in my mind, there was about five that were like bankers that had to stay in. And I kept moving everything else around and those stayed. And it wasn't until I moved the bankers out that there was more sense out of yeah. it. And I was thinking, I'll send you this. How can, can I squeeze it in at the back or something? You know, I, and eventually I did have a couple of banker ones um, that just didn't come out, come in. Yeah. But again, you as a reader, you wouldn't even know, would you? So it, it's, it's just my disappointment, really. You know, absolutely. As 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 the reader, you're none the wiser of what's not there. All you know is all you know is what's what's there, and you're not aware of what the order previously was, what the order could have been or anything, you, you you basically pick it up and, and you work your way through the body of work and you're, you're, you're not disappointed if your favourite image hasn't made it because it's I'm, you, I'm looking at it from the natural flow of the images that's presented in front of me and how, how yeah. they've been arranged and sequenced. And Do you enjoy the sequencing aspect of it or challenging, I found, enjoyable? I, I, I find it, yeah, you're right. I find it, I find it very challenging. Um, and it was just getting that bit was challenging. Then it was a case of, you know, do I text? Do I do this? Do what, what do I do? The size of the pictures within the space, you know, it was just like, oh my goodness me, you know, it, it is, it isn't easy um, to get it anything like right, if there is such a thing as right, but, you know, to get it there, um, you know, it does 
should they all go in the book all square the same size or should we do a couple of small ones to, to allow this space I now know about you know put a bit more white space into the into the environment so it gets it gets hard it's really hard I think <laughs> you know so I you know I'm I'm only a few books into this, so I'm 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 looking at other people's books now, like like all the ones on on my uh, table here. I will revisit them on a sequencing look rather than content, you know, just to see yeah. the flow, you know, and just get a feel for it. Yeah, see 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 how shape, form, and tones all naturally flow through them, and and likewise, if if you're if pick up, I don't know if you've got many zines, but certainly pick up a few zines of maybe similar sort similar sort of image tone that you're maybe looking at yourself or something because that allows you to see how someone else is taking 20 images or 15 or 25 images and put them into an order and a flow for their own work game and it gives you ideas in terms of just presentation and how you might think about layout and stuff like that as well um and yeah there's some it's a i think it's a great way to to be able to get your work out there at an affordable level that that uh, people aren't having to spend 50 pounds in a book um no no quite right yes, uh, yeah. i mean <clears throat> i've got a couple of books that definitely have cost that and uh, you know you you have to really want that book to you know whereas sometimes you you could pick up something you know that you think that's that's nice it's, it's affordable i'll have that as against no you know and that's the thing about the zines and it's totally new to me zines and yeah. i will i will have to to investigate some other artists that got zines and just get an idea of their paper styles, their spacing, yeah. you know, everything. Because, uh, but again, I don't want to clone. No, absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. But well, we're going to be compared. I don't think anyway, yeah. I, I, the, the reality is no one, no one clones anything. You're, you're, everyone just takes advice. And I ask people for advice as well. When I see a zine that I particularly like, I'll quite often go back and ask what paper type you use just even if it's just the weight, just because it maybe just feels right in terms of the size of images, just say, well, what paper type is in? It maybe be 170 as opposed to being something that you maybe think is a wee bit light and you think, well, actually that feels quite nice in terms of if, if I was doing something that only had 10 or 12 pages in it, I might use a thicker paper type. So it gives a bit more gives a bit more weight and a bit more feel to it. Whereas if I was doing something that was bigger that had maybe 40 or 50 pages, then you go for slightly maybe a, a lighter paperweight albeit maybe the same the same paper type as yeah. such so that there's a there's a consistent feel but yeah it's it's uh it's a it's i a, would be interested i suppose in in understanding i think i've raised before this commercial aspect you know i know we're all artists struggling artists but you know the commercial side would be nice to make a success of that is the selling of them online is very difficult, isn't it? Because you put up, like I put that uh, Valencia one up, you get no idea of its weight, its its form. You see the imaging, but you don't see all these embellishments, which we all, I think, look good when you see them from someone else. But this book I, I've got, which I'll show you, I had no idea for one thing. It was an it was an A5 book, right? I thought yeah. it was A4. So I completely misread the, the presentation on that one. And then the pictures of the whole content completely missed me. But it it was it turned out better than I thought, you know. Yeah, but yeah. as a presentation, it came over good enough for me to buy it. Um, but whatever it came, it wasn't what I was expecting. So I just wonder about that side of things, you know. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think people certainly do get things that is maybe not necessarily what they expected. 
I I probably spend quite a bit of time looking at books and there'll be a lot of books that I'll keep an eye on and spend a bit of time looking at the photographer's website, not necessarily looking at the images in the book, but just to get a general feel for their overall portfolio and how and how I might think, well, did that subject matter? And there's maybe a couple of images that I've seen. I think they're quite nice, but actually to see the rest of someone's portfolio, just to get a feel for what their what their maybe general style is or approaches. Um, but a lot of it, a lot of it, it can be down to yeah, a, a bit a bit of luck in terms of you, you get the right one. But yeah, it is hard maybe to get over the quality of the product that you're trying to you're you're given. Um, a lot of that can really be provided in descriptions on sales pages. But yeah, it's it's a it's a tricky one. Um, but it's obviously an important one, I imagine, isn't it, to try and yeah. somehow get it over. Uh, absolutely. Um, and I think everyone has got different techniques. Social media obviously plays a plays a big part in it. Um, but then I think one of the beauties with zines is particularly when you've got companies like Mixam and You Love Print, you can do a, a run of 20 or 25 copies and it's not breaking the bank to do that small. So it gives people an mm. opportunity to do something that's really quite unique. And if, if, if you're posting up and saying, right, this is a run of 20 copies, and you're posting up a couple of images that a few people like, if they then begin to share it, all of a sudden it doesn't take huge numbers of people sharing it or people to buy it before your 20 copies is sold out. And I've seen a few people who have done like 20 copies and then the second run is 30 copies and this they slowly build up. But, but at least these companies now give you the opportunity to kind of test the water and, and see what you think works for you without having to commit to doing a run of a hundred or something like that on something that's quite big, costly, a lot of pages that you think, well, is, is there demand? Isn't there demand? And you can always do subsequent paper run or su subsequent print runs additionally as well. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> but no, yeah, it's, it's great. And do I know you enjoying the, the, the production of books as well, though. It must, it must be nice to see your, your work in print. And now that you've done a couple, you, you maybe are forming more ideas in your mind as well in terms of how you can use this, this, this format and output going forward. Yeah, I mean, I had a real problem, I suppose, with the, um, the first book, Hokkaido, because um, all the printing company I went to said, oh, you know, you can't get black and white. You know, it's always going to have a colour cast on it. And I'm going, I have no idea what you're talking. You know, you could be talking Japanese to me here. I have no idea. You know, how do you want me to present it? I'll, I'll send it in the file format. I'll yep. take the your profile. And it, I got the proofs back and they were, they all had a cast on them. And I thought, well, I don't know. There's no colour anywhere in my file as far as I could figure out. Yeah, and eventually I found a printer that said, "What, what are they talking about? Of course you can get black and white, you know." And you know, I think the like the Valencia ones come out. That's got no issues with it. And yep. the and I eventually got the Hokkaido one in black and white. So as a production issue, that was probably the only issue I had, um, you know, because going forward, it, I was really pleased to get a book, you know, my very first book, but I had to stand firm and <clears throat> say no. I don't really want it as a sepia look. I don't want it as, you know, yeah. that's not a sunset behind. It's a white sky, you know. So that's the only issue I think I had on it. And, um, yeah. but I have used a, a variety of people for different printing. I think I've now settled. I think going forward, I think I, I will probably go with the ones I've got. <clears throat> um, and I will listen to other people who they're using and, and maybe do a test out as well. 
because I've got quite a few. Now I can go back into my archives and I can re-edit and I can re you know, post-product them differently now because my style's changed a bit yeah. and tell the story again. Because again, in some places, I didn't tell a story. I just showed a couple of pictures. Yeah, absolutely. And as you, as you say, you now realise, well, in a book, there's a story to be told. There's a start, there's a middle and there's an end. And and how and how you lead someone through in terms of your the image choice the the, the selection the flow of the the flow of the work as well and giving time people to pause as well and, and kind of reset it for moving on to the next section of the book. Yeah, no, I, I said there's there is a huge amount to learn, um, but you just go have to go slowly, don't you? You know, I, no, I think you're right. Though the key thing must be is to keep a, a style and a brand look. And then try and develop the concept within it and the storytelling within it. Um, and yes, you look at a book and it comes back. And as you said, you can get a short run of five or ten or whatever it is, and you go, uh, actually, I, you know, that didn't work for me. I'll, I've been that lot. It's not a big outlay, I suppose. So, um, and eventually there might be a formula. Yeah, absolutely. If you if you get a line of consistency, then that and you get a format that works well for you, it allows you to at least try things out and see what works and see what doesn't work and. Um, I think yeah, anything that helps from that aspect of it, it is a good thing. And if you've got a, if it's a local printer, but if you've got someone who you can work with, and you at least know the sort of results you're getting and what tweaks you're maybe needing to make to the images going forward, that that will only stand you in good stead as opposed to wondering right how 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 is this print run going to come back? I've even thought actually because you know we all think uh, we've used Photoshop for years, we've all got design you know with. with we're up to speed with everything design-wise and all the rest of it. I might actually even give one book out as a design to someone else to come back and, and show yeah. what I'm missing. You know, it could be like, oh, my goodness me. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? You just, you've done a double space on the text. That looks beautiful, you know, or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. And do, when, when you're doing your, when you've done your, your books in Valencia, do you get, uh, you get someone to give you a, a kind of a, a second opinion on it or a fresh pair of eyes or did you just go it yourself? Yeah, I just went with it myself because what are friends and uh, family going to say, you know? Brilliant, well, that, well done, Roy, that's fantastic. Well, well, that, that, yeah, those those are the comments you don't want, but at the same time, there's still there's still plenty of photographers out there that uh, that will, will, will I'd, I'd imagine, would happily give you their views if you send them through a pdf I, I certainly do it for various people as well i've done so um and it's interesting just to just to see and you you, you can see at a draft level and, and there's maybe just very small points that you pick up on in terms of you're looking through it, okay that image well it's a nice image just it maybe just jars with you with you visionally that uh, that as as the designer and as the photographer you're so used to seeing the image that it just seems a natural flow you think there's a community that uh, is oh, quite yeah. interactive and helpful. Like yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. I, th I think there are people. If you were to, if you were to ask people for for feedback or someone to take a look at a draft, I, I think that I think you would absolutely. I'd be very surprised if you if there wasn't someone who offered to 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 give you a hand because uh, I think I think there's a lot of people out there who enjoy the photo book community and seeing things in print. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a good way just to. You know, just get someone to to take a look and see how it flows for them, how it works tonally, particularly with black and white, obviously as well. So, um, I think that's a, that's a very very helpful thing if that, if that does if that can happen because I think that's very positive, isn't it, for everyone's point yeah, of view? Absolutely, and it helps you. And you don't 
you don't necessarily have to agree with what the comments are made, but it's it's just someone looking at it from a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, not in my world, and uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, that's certainly a way to go. I think, but uh, but no, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite happy to take you know positive and uh, critical you know yeah. criticism. Con- but, cons- uh, constructive criticism is always that's the word I'm looking for. Constructive, yeah. Con- yeah. That's it. Yeah. I've no I've no issue with constructive criticism. You don't need to agree with it. And when I when I've given feedback, when I've given my thoughts on other people's books in the past, my opening line is always, "This is just." entirely my view you don't need to agree with it i'm not saying i'm right i'm not saying i'm wrong it's just what what i see and and everyone else sees something differently but i think there's there's definitely people out there and a group a community out there who 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 would help and um, i think everyone can benefit from it because um, yeah a lot of people just love seeing things in print and it's such a more enjoyable way of viewing work in print than it is viewing it on the screen do you think it's got more popular then is it uh, is a uh, zine's I think zines certainly help. I think what's helped a lot is probably the accessibility, being able to self-publish at an affordable level, but to a good quality through the likes of Mixum, You Love Print and all those other, all those other and local publishers as well. I think just the ability to produce something A5 size with a, a deep good page count, but a good enough quality um, and an affordable level that people can do small runs and they're not having to break the bank. Mm. I think that's certainly helped and really um, raised raised the profile, maybe, I would say. And also in the last couple of years, people have maybe had a bit more time to do these things. So I think there's de- there's definitely interest there, no doubt about yeah. it. That sounds good. I, I don't suppose the bigger books will, will suffer too much. Um, they'll still... You know, needed in the marketplace, but uh, yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a place for everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think the zines will definitely definitely progress and do well. Um, but yeah, so talk, talking about books, I'm always uh, always very interested to see what uh, what others have got as favourites on their own bookshelf. So it'd be great if you could share four or five of your favourite photo books from other photographers. Yeah, I think I've got four. Um, one is by. Um, do you do you want to see the book yourself? Oh, I've, I know it's okay. I know, I know, I know everyone listening can't see it, but yep. it's, it's called La Voglio Il Temp, which I, I understand from Italian is I Want Time. It's by an author who's a great supporter of my work um, called Gianfranco Lunardo, um, and he shoots pinhole. Okay. So all his pictures are pinhole um, images, and I just love the way the atmosphere he's got and when I think about what a pinhole camera, you know, the mechanism of doing it, it's, you know, yes. I mean, how, how some of these pictures have been done. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's taken lots of goes, but it, I mean, they are just gorgeous pictures in this book. And um, Beautiful. Well, lovely. And pinhole. Um, but it's the atmospheric sort of nature of them. So that's um, Gianfranco Lunardo, Italian. He, he supported me and I saw, and then he sent me a book. Very nice. So I sent him a book, you know, and we began yep. to, to have to yeah. Yep. So, uh, and he's black and white, so that's that's a good thing. Good stuff. Um, now the second one, this is the this is the one I've just bought, right? This is called After the Snowstorm. Ah, yes. Have you heard of this one? I've got it. You've got it. Yep. Lovely. I, yeah, by Yoshinori Saito. Yep. Um, I have no idea how this is being put together. Because if you or if you've seen it, the the actual details of the text for the pictures 
are somehow hidden in the pages between everything. Yeah. And, and I think it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice it's a nice way of stitching it together. But yeah, it's it's a beautiful book. It, very very light, feels very very delicate, but lovely work. If you if you like that style of work, well, this is the sort of work I do like. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 Hokkaido, yes. where the, where this guy lives, and um, basically they're just weeds that, and, <laughs> and leaves that are falling yeah. on the pristine flow, and it's such a simple idea. I mean, I had a couple of pictures like this in the Hokkaido book, but nothing like what he's done. But this presentation, and it, it is just simple and, well, I don't know, it just, it just yeah. works. I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a lovely book. I really like it. I'm glad you, glad you got that one. This other one is um, by an author called Michael Kahn, K-A-H-N. He's American, and he, um, he photographs things that I'm also interested in. Um, which is sailing boats, um, and he does the same to some degree as I do. He doesn't really concentrate so much on the boats themselves, okay. but the power in the sails and the power of the hull against the water, yep. is, you know, to show that. And, some of the, and then he's got some seascapes and stuff. He shoots in film, and um, he's got slight tones to his, his uh, books. It's quite a it's – it's heavy. Oh, yeah. It's, it is. It, yeah. What's the What's the book called? Over the Over the Dunes. Over the Dunes by Michael Kahn. Yeah. I don't know why it's heavy. It's, 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 heavy. it's, it's quite a It's quite a chunky. It's quite a big physical sized book as well. Yeah, and it's got. I mean, it's beautifully um, yeah, printed. Yeah, very nicely and, printed. And there's a picture on one side and spaces on the other, so he's plenty, giving plenty of breathing space in his books. Yeah. So. That, and that appeals to me because I do I photograph is local to cows down here so I can go across and I can, yeah. when I go out on the press boat which is the cheapest way of doing these things you you know the, the guys are looking at my picture say well you haven't got the you haven't got the sailors in it you, you know, yeah. well, no, I'm not interested in the slayers I know yeah. don't worry about that this next book is by a Canadian um, Jan Bell okay it's called Quiet uh, Quiet Contemplation um, this again is a, is a heavy, heavy oh, yeah. book. Yeah. Um, he's from Oregon um, and he's got uh, different sections within his, this is like his work, life's work, I think. Um, okay, yeah. He's got like a section of water, land, fauna, texture, structure and panorama. Um, but the content in here, I mean, it, it, Beautiful. It, yeah. again, it's not good on uh, radio seeing these pictures, but yeah. Um, Beautiful. The quality of the printing is exceptional. He's got forwards from, I think, Charles Kramer. He's got Art Wolf. He's, he's, he's well respected, it seems. Yes. But his work is, again, exactly how I shoot. If you see this cover picture, I mean, it's this minimalist. Yes. Yeah, lovely. You know. Yeah. So it's, um, so that's quite contemplation by Jan Bell. This last one, you, I know you've got this one, uh, Sound of Snow. By yep, Bruce Percy. Yeah. Um, I was shooting with Bruce um, in January 2020, which formed the basis of the my Hokkaido book. So um, his images are obviously, you know, exceptional. Um, but there are some in there that similar to me because we were shooting over each other. So yeah, we, yes, yeah. We, we were together on this one. But the presentation and the style of his work, but what, what Bruce has given me um, is the um, the great sort of skill of um, space. 
um, yeah. and using the space, the negative space. Um, I learned an awful lot on, on that trip. And that's why I, I got that book. So that was um, a good time and learned an awful lot. So those are those are my choice books. Yeah. You've had two of them anyway. You've got two yeah, of them. A fantastic, a fantastic selection. You can very much see your your appeal to the style of, of work, black and the, the black and white. Some of them look beautiful, all quite big books, with the exception of After the Snowstorm, which as you say is, is very delicate um, oh, yeah. and, and, ex and exceptionally minimal compared to most other things that uh, I, I've seen, to be honest, it is, it, particularly to have a whole book just on effectively the reads that are coming out um, it's it's really nice and it but, but that book is also a part a part part of that book is, as you say it's not just the images it's actually the quality of the print the quality of the papers the feel of it how the whole how the whole object presents it's not just about um, because they all give they all they all give the same feel that and the same a bit of the emotional connection that the images are given off as well so i think that's where that's where that certainly works particularly well. The only the only issue you probably have it's white and it's yeah. fragile, so yeah. you can't you can imagine it's uh, it could have done with a cover I suppose a dust sheet something, but it's probably going to not last the uh, course of time of looking at it too much. But yeah, that's it. But at the same time, it's uh, you can always pick up a sleeve of some sort just to give it a bit yeah. of added protection. But uh, but no, it's uh, yeah, it's it's really a very very nice book. I'm glad I managed to pick up a copy myself as well. So, and um, but no, yeah. On that note, Roy, it really just leaves me to say thank you very much for your time this evening. It's been a pleasure chatting to you about your work, your your books, and all things photo book related. Really, really interesting discussion. And um, so, thank thank you very much for your time. Well, no, I mean it's a great pleasure to come on. I, I thoroughly enjoy listening to others, and hopefully, hopefully, mine's not been too bad. No, it's, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure and great to great to get a different perspective and and just to see how how much your your love of books has grown and progressing as you kind of get yourself more and more in into producing them and it'll be I'm looking forward to seeing where your next zines take you and and how you where where you kind of finalize and find your your the the, the product and the finish that you're 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 striving to get. Yeah. That's the journey. It starts. It starts now, and it's yep. be interesting to see where we where we go. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Roy. Cheers. Thanks, Ed. Bye.